Hello, welcome to the latest version of the Red Fern Book Review. I am your host, Amy Mayer, and today we are joined by the artistic director from the Vancouver Writers Festival, Leslie Hurtig. She's going to talk to us about how the festival has pivoted during this time and what she's reading right now. But before we get started, I wanted to share with you a few of the things that I'm looking at and reading. So the first thing I wanted to discuss, or I wanted to bring to you, is a little dose of happy, I would say. Um, There is a new book out called Accidentally Wes Anderson, and it's by a guy out of Brooklyn, and his name is Wally Koval. And what happened was, a number of years ago, this guy was fascinated with the filmmaker Wes Anderson, who is known for his movies, The Royal Tenenbaums, Rushmore, and The Grand Budapest Hotel. Now, most of you will be familiar with his style, but the style is highly stylized, very eccentric, involves pattern. Um, he's a fan of Art Deco and saturated color, um, almost yeah, highly, highly stylized. Anyway, this guy loves his work, and so he created an Instagram account called Accidentally Wes Anderson, and he started asking people to send in their favorite Wes Anderson-type photographs. So it's really a crowdsourced um, site, and people just started sending in all kinds of stuff, and it has, I believe, over a million followers. And a typical photograph would be there's one where it's like a little hill overlooking a snow-capped mountain somewhere in Iceland, and there's a lone uh, church, and the church is a little bit shabby, kind of worn, worn, weathered white clapboard, and then a vibrant um, red roof. And I just love it because you look at it, and it's, first of all, we can't travel, so it's kind of for people, the travelers and wanderers, out there, and it just puts a smile on my face. So anyway, this guy has released a book um, in cooperation or with the approval of Wes Anderson, where he's picked kind of the best of these photographs, and then the he provides the story behind each of these photographs. The second thing I wanted to share with you is an essay uh, my friend Yaz passed over to me, and it's also brought me a lot of joy, and I wanted to share it with you. It is in the latest edition of Harper's Magazine, and it's called These Precious Days. And what it is, it's an essay by um, the author Anne Petchett, and it is a long essay. It takes about an hour, so think of it kind of as a short story to read, but it's a chance to get, you know, to read something new from her, and then also it's just a really um, heartwarming story. And what it is, is a number of years ago, Anne became friends with um, Tom Hanks. So often what happens is uh, emerging writers or writers who were trying to get their books noticed send her copies of, advanced copies of her books, hoping their book, hoping that she'll um, endorse it or write something on the jacket cover to help sell the book. So Tom Hanks sent a book. I did not know he was a writer. You may not know either. And he wrote a a book of short stories called Uncommon Type. 
And she said she sort of reluctantly picked it up, thinking not much. And she loved it, uh, decided to endorse it. This was in 2017. And from there, they developed a friendship. And they would see each other when... Uh, Tom, she lives in Nashville. So when she's in, when Tom Hanks would come to town, or he would invite her wherever he was, and um, I believe he has also uh, done the voiceover on some of her, on one of her audio books. So through this relationship, uh, Tom Hanks has a an assistant. Her name is Suki, as one does if you are a famous actor, and so she does all of his organizing. And through, um, as their relationship began to develop, she would be in touch with Suki and became friends with her. And I I would um, describe their relationship as that kind of person that you meet and every time you interact with them, you love it. And there is a connection there, but you don't know each other really that well. So what happened was Suki became sick um, she has cancer, and she um, Anne knew this. She was going to help her get into a clinical trial in Nashville. This is during COVID, and she got her husband, who is a doctor, to help arrange this to happen. So what ends up happening, fast forward, basically Anne insists on, she arranges this for her and then insists that she, this woman live with them all into a very intense situation. So they're bringing this woman in at at, um, stage four cancer to be in a clinical trial and live with them. And this woman, Suki, is very reluctant. She keeps saying, no, no, no. And so, of course, she does go. And this essay is about what happens during COVID, during this time, and through this process. And it is amazing. Um, First of all, I think what's amazing is almost no one would do this. That's a very personal, intimate thing. Um, And then COVID happened. And as we all know, those feelings we had last year when at the beginning of that time. And so they go through this process together. And what I will say is it was a very positive uh, process for everyone and quite beautiful. And it's just... Her, it was her husband, Carl, Anne, and this woman, Suki, and how they became a little family during this time. And also, I'll say they, they went on, they managed to go on a little adventure as well, which I'll just add that. So that's what I have to say right now. And uh, now let's move over and talk with Leslie. Hello, Leslie. It's nice to see you. Hi, Amy. Nice to see you and hear your voice. Thank you for joining me today. I'm really excited um, that you're here. And I wanted to start, the first thing I wanted to ask you, it's the very beginning of the year, and I've just started um, to do this podcast around books, and you are constantly surrounded by books. You have been for your career. And I'm just wondering, tell me a little bit about your reading list for this year and how you're approaching reading this year. I feel so fortunate to be in a job where people send me books every week, every month, all year long. Um, I have publicists from all the different publishing houses pitching me titles that they'd like to see 
at the festival. And as a result, the mail carrier is laden with books. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my reading depends on what I'm investigating, what I'm researching for potential upcoming events. Um, in normal times when I have a vacation, I have a separate pile of books that have nothing to do with the festival or that maybe just I've been putting off reading because I haven't had time. So at the moment, my reading pile looks a lot like what you're going to see coming up during our year-long programming. A lot of titles ranging from memoirs to fiction to crime to um, nonfiction topical titles, a little bit of everything. And then how do you fit reading into your day? So clearly you've got to get, you can't read everything, but you've got to probably incorporate this into your day. So when do you do that and how do you do it? And do you use um, audiobooks or how, tell me how you. I use a combination and audiobooks have been something I've really embraced over the past couple of years. I'm a big fan of Libro FM for those of your listeners who don't know about it. It's sort of an alternative to Amazon and to uh, Audible books has the same great selection but the nice thing is is that you can choose an organization or a bookstore um, to receive the benefit of that purchase from Libro FM so uh, I use a lot of audiobooks I walk to work each day and it's about a half hour walk so I am listening to audiobooks the whole way to work and the whole way home Um, I've trained my ear to listen to books on double time also, which sounds like a funny thing, but I don't even notice it anymore. And then I'm also reading a lot and dipping into a lot of different things. So it doesn't mean that I'm reading every book from cover to cover. It just means that maybe I'm opening it up and reading a chapter or two to get to know the voice of the author a bit more and to try to figure out if that particular title fits into something we're trying to program. Now, tell me about how has your programming, now I I know that you've gone virtual, of course, but how has the types of books that you're looking for changed this year? And would you say, yes, with this time, tell me about that. Well, you're right. Our programming has had to change. Um, Our festival, for instance, which happens in the third week of October, uh, normally has upwards of 115 authors at it. We had to shrink that down by half this past year and likely we'll have to shrink it again for this coming fall. Um, As a result, we don't have as robust an offering of international authors that we would normally have. We normally have authors coming in from France and Germany and Scandinavia and, and all over the United States and so on. Um, so we had to shrink our programming a bit. We're still trying to offer up international authors and obviously time zone differences uh, wreak havoc with us trying to program live events using Zoom, Mm -hmm. but we've recorded some. We've turned some into podcasts. We have a a wonderful podcast show now um, that is called Books and Ideas Audio. Um, We also are able to do to interview international authors using a book club format. So for instance, we had David Mitchell joining us from England, and we had Roddy Doyle joining us from England. Um, we had Yah Jesse joining us from the United States. Um, we have an Ethan Hawke event coming up where he'll be joining us from the States. So we're still able to bring in international authors. Uh, it's just in a very different format. 
And then what about the types of books that you're looking at? Has that changed having to do with the time? Like, are people looking more for darker, lighter memoirs? What's that look like? We always try to offer a broad range of genres and titles and ideas. And that hasn't changed. So we still very much want to find new emerging authors with poetry and and fiction. We still want to find the established authors with new books coming out, whether it be in areas of of fiction or um, nonfiction. And we're just trying to balance out our programming so that there's a little bit of everything, something that might appeal to everyone. Last week, we ran an event that was three thriller authors. We have one coming up that's memoir. Um, Just really trying to balance it out. So it hasn't really changed the type of books you're bringing in. You're still looking at a wide selection and you're not. Okay. Yeah. Um, Tell me about the role that books um, play during this time. And I know for me, I've wanted to read more, but then I find, I feel very strongly like, uh, I either want a, something that I can read quite quickly that doesn't require much of me or I want to be pushed and I kind of know more. I feel stronger feelings about my preferences than I have before where before I might read a good review and now I just know what what I can handle or what I can't. And I was wondering if... if I, I understand that completely, Amy. And, and I guess I would say that for myself... I've been on a bit of a roller coaster like everyone else where my emotions, what I need in that time is just constantly changing. So on one day I might feel like I just need something really uplifting. Please don't give me anything sad. I can't handle sad today. But maybe a week later I want to feel that or or to delve a little deeper into issues that might bring up some um, harsh feelings. I, I think the the interesting thing about this time is that we are constantly changing how we adapt, or we are we're, we're adapting to the weekly disappointments and rises in emotions by uh, reading very widely. Again, I hear from some of our patrons who say they only want to be reading crime right now and that that's been a real solace to them because it takes them away and and it's just so different than what they're experiencing perhaps in their homes or whatnot. And then I hear from other people that they do just want light reading right now. Um, Everyone seems to be different in this case. I don't think everybody knows that you have um, program. We have some listeners actually from the United States and this festival is one of the largest in North America. And as you said earlier, it it takes place in October. Um, it's a large event week long, but you have other events throughout the year. So I was just wondering if you could tell us a little bit about your upcoming events in the next couple months and also people outside of Vancouver and Canada can register for these. So that's, that's right. Too. Yeah, anybody can register. We are a year-round programmer now. So we run a series from January through till the end of June called Insight in partnership with the Vancouver Public Library. These events are free, um, free registration and cover all range of genres. They happen every other Wednesday night. And then they live in perpetuity on our YouTube page. So anyone can check those out. Um, we have events coming up with authors such as Eden Robinson with uh, the third book in her Trickster trilogy. 
That's happening on March 17th. And she'll be in conversation with uh, wonderful CBC journalist, Angela Starrett. We have an event coming up in April with the BC Book Prizes, where they'll be um, just announcing their shortlist for one of their categories. Very much looking forward to that. We're going to run a mini Insight Poetry Bash in April to celebrate Poetry Month with six fabulous um, poets, both emerging and established. Um, we're going to be presenting three authors, uh, three local authors, Eve Lazarus, Aaron Chapman, and Jesse Donaldson, talking to us about hidden Vancouver and little bits and pieces about Vancouver that we might not all know about. So that one's maybe more for the Vancouver crowd than the international crowd. And we also have our quarterly book club, which we've started up during the pandemic, but I think we'll continue running because it's been so popular. And the one that's coming up next is with actor and author Ethan Hawke and his new novel, uh, um, Bright Ray of Darkness, which I've just finished. And by the way, love, it, it was surprisingly great. So very much looking forward to that event happening on March 14th. And there'll be more. There'll be more book clubs coming and announced soon as well. I wanted to ask you, I, I am going to be attending that event and I picked up my book and um, I have a question. Um, I've just started it and it's clear, I, I think we'll learn more on that night, that um, this is based loosely potentially, but it, on his life. And what do you call this genre? Because it makes me think, <laughs> I mean, it's fiction, but what is that? Like, what, what well, genre is that? that's a tough question because how many, how many novels do you think are based on the author's true experiences? I think quite a few of them yeah. are. It's yeah. just that in this case, we happen to know this person. He's a public personality and we know that he, his marriage melted down and we know that he's an actor, yeah. obviously, and that he, you know, had a very public, um, public meltdown of his of his personal life so we don't usually know that about most writers but I suspect that this genre as you refer to is not all that uncommon and that's uh, right. a lot of novels are based on real life we just happen yeah. to know a little right. more Ethan Hawke <laughs> right okay um so the book club um, programming, you started that just during the pandemic as a response mm -hmm. to reach people a bit more and yeah, you know, it was, we, we started it up because uh, as an international festival that's used to bringing in special events and authors from all over the world, um, we wanted to still have a way to connect with big names and connect mm -hmm. our audience. Uh, this seemed like a good way. And, and some people choose to turn their screens on during the event and they have the opportunity to ask a question in person, if you will. Right. Uh, by, we, we just unmute their microphone and they can ask their question. So it, it provides a little bit of an opportunity for people to have that experience of attending an event with an internationally acclaimed author. And, and so far, so good. That's great. Not the same. Nothing holds a candle to an in-person event in a venue. The energy that the authors get off of the audience and that the audience yeah. gather from one another. Um, we simply can't replicate that. And, and I can't wait till the time we can all gather again in venues for arts performances. But in the meantime, this seems to be doing the trick. 
And could you maybe mention one thing I've had a couple people request, and I know one of the reasons, one of my favorite events that I actually attended at the Vancouver Writers Festival a few years ago is I went to um, a one that was first time published authors, and I didn't know anybody. And that was really fun because first of all, you got the excitement of the first time they published a book, and then you discover people. And one of the women is a well-known author now, at least nationally. I believe her book was called, is it Grew? Or it was, oh, you know who I'm talking yes, about? Absolutely. She was nominated for um, a million awards. And uh, Kim Tui is her name. Yeah. And what, what was her book called? Rue? Was that? Rue, was yeah. Rue was one of them. She's had a few out and she's and, also a cookbook author. Oh, quite remarkable. Yeah. I didn't know that. Anyway. Um, and it was about her, her immigration experience and her life in Canada. But what I was wondering, are there any kind of first time authors or people that maybe people haven't heard about? We have some wonderful emerging poets on our in our April Insights poetry panel. Um, Tamil Campbell, for instance, with her new poetry book, um, Rebecca Salazar with her new poetry. Um, and certainly at the festival last year, we had some poets uh, and, and writers on stage that were new to me and had debut novels. One of them was uh, Francesca Equiasi um, with her book, Butter Honey Pig Bread, which ended up being uh, long listed for a Giller Prize and now is on the Canada Reads shortlist. Um, she's just fabulous and I loved that book and I I know we're going to hear a lot more from her for certain Um, so it's always a lot of fun to recognize new authors with debut novels I have to say coming out of the United States as well um, an author with a debut novel that I loved was Brandon Taylor um, with his book which ended up getting shortlisted for a Booker Prize so it just goes to show that um, even if you're an emerging writer with a debut novel you can still skyrocket um, in a strange year like this. What is that book called? Do you remember? Um, Brandon? That book is called that book is called Real Life. Okay and what's what's it about? Um, it is about a young black academic in the states, Midwestern states, who is a scientist, works in a lab, and it takes place in a, in a very short period of time, just over a, a day or two, I think. And he is one of the things I loved about it is that not only is there a lot of science in it, he's explaining his experiments that he's doing, um, but also relationships. It's a real examination of race and friendship and love um, all tied up into this sort of uh, setting, scientific setting, Midwestern college setting. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, quite good. And what is Butter Honey Pig Bread about, for those who don't know? Um, That is a story of a young woman who returns home to care for her mother, um, who is uh, is not well. The thing I loved, oh, I loved about this book is that it's infused with recipes and food descriptions that just made me hungry through the whole thing. And oh. she shares these recipes, they sort of interwoven between the story of 
of this woman and her mother um, reconnecting um, and the sibling as well. And, oh, it's good. It's a good good. one. I I think, like I said, this book is being um, uh, showcased on Canada Reads right now. And so I highly recommend people tuning in for that one. That's great. Well, I think that's... um all I have today and I'm just so grateful that you spent some time with us or with me and we can communicate with the listeners. Thank you so much, Leslie. And good luck to you. Thank you. Thank you so much to our special guest, Leslie Hurtig. That was really fun today to hear a little bit about what's going on at the Vancouver Writers Festival. I'll be putting all the books and resources we discussed in the show notes And I wanted to invite you to tune in to our next edition of the Red Firm Book Review, which will drop on Monday, March 8th. In that podcast, I'm going to look at a favorite documentary involving the world of fine art. And then I take a look back at some of my favorite books over the past number of years that have fine art as their focus. See you later. Thanks for joining.